Welcome to Victory in the Word Radio Ministries of Renaissance Church of God in Christ, USA. We're the host, Bishop Dennis J. McMurray is our senior pastor, and Dr. E. Jean McMurray is our first lady. Join us in this inspiring time of praise, worship, and fellowship designed to encourage and motivate everyone through the Word of God. Now prepare your hearts to be blessed with Victory in the Word. So let us all stand with our word this morning. Matthew chapter number one, where we will begin our journey this morning. In the King James Version, verse 18, when I say ready, read, we shall read. Ready, read. Now the birth. She was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privately. But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife. For that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus. For he shall save his people from their sin. Now all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. Verse 24, Then Joseph, being raised from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord had bidden him, and took unto him his wife. 25 altogether, let us read, And knew her not till she had brought forth her first son, and called his name Jesus. I want to talk to you from the subject of the first Christmas. The first Christmas. Then my second topic is embrace the gift of Jesus Christ. But I want to stick with the thought, the first Christmas. I want to begin the sermon this morning with Matthew 22 and 37. It says, Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. In other words, that commandment from Christ is that we love the Lord with every ounce of energy in us. That everything about us as a human being should be so centered in obeying God because he is the one who has the responsibility of making sure that our life is a reflection of what the Bible talks about. There is a popular acronym that's attached to this word called life. I think it is so appropriate for today. The L means living. I, N, F, fullness. And the E is every day. So that acronym for life is living in fullness every day. And when we love the Lord Jesus Christ with all of our heart and with all of our soul and with all of our mind, then he says, I will make sure that you live in fullness every day of your life. Anybody here this morning, you want to live in fullness every day 
of your life. The key, the key here is fullness. Can you say with me fullness? And fullness, if you look closely at it, it translates to a word, another word called abundance. God wants us and everything connected us to be in abundance, to be a reflection of abundance. And this expression is further solidified by scripture when we look at John 10, 10. And it describes the two dynamics that work in this powerful passage of scripture. And as I said earlier, there, there, there are some scriptures that God keeps before us because they have an internal impact on our lives. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. That's going to impact us and remind us eternally just how much God loved us. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. That will impact us for the eternity of our lives. Romans 10, 13 says, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Save is a continual process, and the Lord has attached scriptures to events and circumstances in life that will always need a word to cancel the negative effect that comes to destroy our lives. So John 10.10 10 is one such scripture. It says, the thief, we know that's Satan. Talk about the first Christmas. Cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. But here comes Jesus. Anytime the enemy tries. Oh, y'all got it, don't you? Anytime the enemy comes to send a message contradictory to the purpose of the kingdom of God, God always has a word that cancels that message. And he says, I am come, first Christmas, that you might have life, and that you might or they might have it more abundantly. The Old Testament and the New Testament, there was a silent period in between the Old and the New. Time when people were writing, but they were saying nothing. And so here we pick up the Gospels written within a hundred years of each other. They come along and God now is speaking and giving instruction and giving direction concerning life. And I find it so interesting and fascinating that as the Lord is giving life, it's centered around the birth of Christ. It's centered around the gift of Christ. It's centered around the possibilities of a life with Christ. God was sending a clear message, and that message is even clear today, that our lives are to be a reflection of who he is. As we look at another version of the scripture, it says, a thief is only there to steal, kill, and destroy. That's the only reason Satan's influences show up in your life. He's trying to steal and kill what has been declared and decreed over your life. He's trying to mess up the blessing that God has already established. And that's why Jesus said again, he says in the Amplified Version, he says, I came that they may have life and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. And just in case anybody is doubting this morning, the Lord still wants your life to be overflowing. He wants your life to be full, full of peace, full of joy, full of happiness, full of plenty, full of opportunity, full of the Spirit of God, full of healing, full of miracles. The agenda of the kingdom of God has not changed, but guess what? 
the agenda of the enemy hasn't either. His agenda only ceases when God locks him in hell for eternity. And as long as he's free to dispatch his demons through the land, he's going to dispatch them. And the last frontier, the last frontier that he has not been able to conquer and master is the frontier known as the church. And he already knows that he cannot and he will not defeat the church because the Lord has already declared to him and let him know emphatically, this is, make no mistake, this is my church and the very gates of hell will not prevail against it. You can't win this. You can't take this. Satan says back, I know I can't defeat it. I know I can't stop it. I know I can't shut it down. But what I'm going to do is mess with the people who don't love you with their heart, with their soul, and with their mind. And that's where society is today. The enemy is messing with the children of God through circumstances and situations that tries to diminish the level of love that we have for God. But I've come to encourage you today and not recite or rehearse the wise men, not to recite and rehearse the star that shone so bright that showed where the Christ child was. But I've come, I pray, to enlighten you on the reality of the first Christmas. And if the first Christmas was birthed in challenge, that means that we as God's people will not be exempt from challenge. But when we learn how to love the Lord our God with all of our heart and with all of our soul and all of our mind, there's nothing that God will withhold from us. We'll be able to stand in the midst of trials and tribulations and still be faithful. You know the song I like to quote sometime. I'm determined to walk with Jesus. Our focus is not Jesus even though it is. Our focus is that that's supposed to be connected to Jesus. That's the purpose of scripture, to tell us about Jesus. But then for us to be connected to Jesus and maintain our connection to Jesus in the midst of living this life. Our focus is Joseph this morning, the first Christmas. The gift of Jesus Christ was given on purpose for purpose. Say with me, on purpose? For purpose. We've got to look at this word purpose for a moment. Purpose is the reason for which something is done. Purpose is also the reason why someone was created. And purpose is also the reason for which something exists. And so Joseph, up to this point, was being prepared for his purpose. The gift of Christ has always been and will always present unique challenges when we open it to enjoy it. To be with Jesus is going to be one of the most difficult things you've ever done in your life. We thought when we gave our life to him, everything was straight. And it would be rosy and beautiful and outstanding and never any issues. How many have found out different? The enemy doesn't want you to embrace Christ. The enemy wants you to hold him loosely. Drop him when it's inconvenient. Then pick him back up when it's convenient. That's called holding him loosely. When the wind blows, when the storm comes, when you embrace him lightly. When anything that comes to shake your world and rock your world, if you're holding him lightly, we drop him. 
Or when life is going good and I can do what I want to do when I want to do it. And if church gets in the way, so be it. I'm going to do my thing. So I'm going to. That's where our world is today. People are dropping him because they're embracing him lightly. Say with me the first Christmas. For those of us that have made the decision to embrace him, can I take a survey? Is there anybody in here you have made a conscientious choice to embrace Christ and never let go of his hand? Why? He has done so much for me until I never let go. I can't lose my hope. I can't lessen my embrace. Because if I lose God and drop him this time, I may not ever get back. Anybody in here, you dropped him and you've had to work harder than you've had to work to get him back. And you've come too far to drop him again because the devil may not let you get back this time. So here we are holding on to something. Say with me the first Christmas. Here we are holding on to something that doesn't feel like we thought it would feel. Here we are, knowing we can't let go. For where will we go if we let go this time? Whatever option is greater than the option of Jesus this time. To go do this, that, and the other, and I won't even put a name on it. You just know that this, that, and the others that's been talking to you lately. Where will we go? Joseph met a girl, fell in love, and over time that love got so strong until he said, I want you to be my wife. And there's a process called betrothed. And that's where the two families would come together, for lack of better terms, and they would have an engagement party. The engagement party was at such a high level until the two families would announce that Joseph, our son, our relative, and Mary's family would announce, Mary, our baby, our girl, they're going to get married. And it was such a legally binding agreement until at the engagement or the betrothal, they signed contract. And they said, we're committed. We're going to be pure. The contract says, I'm pure. She's pure. Everything is in line. There ain't no trickery. Everything's where it needs to be. And the only way you could break the contract was through divorce or death. A good man has found the woman of his dream. And a good woman has found the man of her dream. They both said, we are convinced that this is the person I love. Joseph said, I want to marry Mary. This was the first step to Joseph's purpose on earth. He thought it was to get married. He thought it was to enjoy this lovely woman. But the first step into his purpose was to know God and to know God in an intimate way. Sometimes, y'all... The process of knowing God, unfortunately, 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 is sown in the midst of the most difficult personal situation in your life that you're trying to understand. It comes in a way where the enemy realizes that God is trying to show you how great of a God he is. He's trying to show you that God God can do anything in your life. He's trying to show you that God is a God of miracles, but in the midst of a miracle, you don't need a miracle if things ain't tore up from the flow up. 
You just need a blessing if everything's okay. But when it's torn up from the flow up, you need a miracle. And so here Joseph stands in the midst of a miracle. His life is torn up from the flow up. He finds out on the first Christmas, the first Christmas season, he finds out that this woman is pregnant. Say with me the first Christmas. We glamorize the Christmas story in such a way to where we make it think it's about frankincense and myrrh. We make it think that it's about the baby in a manger. We make us think that it's, that it's all about there not being room in the end. We make it think it's about camel and camels and wise men. But the Christmas story and the gift of Christ is not for all of the beautiful things that we've commercialized it about. The gift of Christ and the Christmas story is to let you know that in spite of what you're going through, you better hold on to God's unchanging hand. And if it's difficult to do it as an indication, you're in the midst of the greatest miracle of your life, I come to let somebody know who's tore up from the floor. You're in the midst of the greatest miracle of your life, and you need to thank God this morning that God woke you up this morning to hear this message. And furthermore, I want to tell somebody over here, it ain't nothing wrong with you. I want to tell somebody over here, it ain't nothing wrong with you, but you've been set up for the greatest miracle of your life. People are falling apart right now. They're quitting. They're walking away from God. And I'm just going to tell y'all the truth of the matter. Renaissance is not the only church in the city of Grand Rapids and on the face of this earth, that Christmas Sunday morning worship, the attendance is sporadic like this. And I'll tell you why it's sporadic like this. Because the enemy is trying to get people to loosen their embrace on Christ. They're overwhelmed because they can't go shop. They're overwhelmed and depressed because they can't go out of town. They're overwhelmed and depressed because this ain't right and that ain't right. And if they're not overwhelmed, they're impressed in impressed by what they got and they forgot that if it had not been for the Lord on their side they forgot what Christmas was like 10 years ago don't y'all mess with me they forgot when the only gifts under the ballot, under the tree was a candy cane and a lemon well your parents tried to convince you that the glitter on the tree was a Christmas gift that the book from the library was a Christmas gift and that cycle is repeating itself whether people are too blessed and they've forgotten about God or they're going through and they don't want to hear nothing about God. But Satan is once again throwing his weight around trying to get us to... Joseph had every reason to... She's pregnant. Whose is it? It ain't mine. And she told me no. She played me. Say with me the first Christmas. I'm embarrassed. Because if this gets out, if this gets out, all my boys going to call me a fool. I'm going to be embarrassed. I'm going to be the laughing stock of the community. If this gets out, some of y'all sitting in here this, this, this morning, if this gets out that my heat ain't on, if this gets out that I really get fired, if this gets out that things ain't right in my life, if this gets out my car going to get repossessed Thursday, if this 
this gets out that that ain't right and God you told me that you would supply all of my needs according to your riches and glory but God I'm looking at something that don't look like what I thought it was somebody in here you dealing with something that don't look like what you thought it was going to be say with me the first Christmas Christmas is not about jingle bells, Santa in a sleigh, coming down the roof. Christmas is about the gift that gives you spiritual integrity to stand in the midst of the storm. Christmas is about the gift that gives you the determination to not give up and walk away from God. Christmas is about the gift that helps you understand when there's confusion all around you. Christmas is about the gift that makes you smile when everything around you suggests you should be angry and you should be sad. Christmas is about the gift that tells you to keep on keeping on when you've got every right to go sit down and get a fifth of Hennessy's and roll up something that's legal now and just drink and smoke and drink and smoke all your cares away. Christmas is about knowing that in the midst of the pain that I'm going through if I can just touch Jesus Christmas is about the gift that says I still gotta love him with all my mind all my heart and all my though they slay me yet somebody may feel like you're being slayed this morning yet you gotta hold on yet you gotta keep on praising God yet you gotta keep on going through yet you gotta embrace the gift of Christ whatever you do don't let don't let God go don't let God Joseph said I thought this thing would bring me joy thought this life would make me happy but I'm in the worst shape I've ever been in my life. Somebody here, you may be dealing with the worst battle you've ever dealt with in your life. And life is trying to suggest to you, you need to. But you're going to hear a message that will encourage you to walk out of this church and say, I'll never let go of God's hand. Matter of fact, anybody that already had their breakthrough and you determine even now that you ain't going to let go of God's unchanging hand, or if that's you this morning, give God about seven seconds worth of I ain't going to let go praise. And nobody needs to know what you're going through. Just know I'm going through something. Joseph's purpose. Purpose again, why somebody is placed on this earth. His purpose, watch this, was to raise Jesus. His purpose was to keep a roof over his head. His purpose was to teach him how to be a carpenter. His purpose was to make sure there was food on the table. His purpose was to make sure that there were dry diapers. His purpose was to make sure that there was a place to take a bath. His purpose was to play with Jesus, let him know that I'm proud. His purpose was to be a father to the king of the world. His purpose and his honor was to put himself into the man named Jesus so that when it was time to leave here, he could leave here on the right level. His purpose was to bring comfort to Jesus. What a purpose. Is your purpose what you think your purpose is? Or is your purpose to bring glory to Christ? Is your purpose to be an example to this world? If we all quit and walk away, where will be those who know about him? People are dropping kingdom purpose for personal purpose. And personal purpose will never outweigh kingdom purpose. While you were put here, you will never find it if you're not at that place of destiny. destiny.
destiny is where purpose is fulfilled. And there's only one place where purpose is revealed and understood. That is in that place of destiny. And that place of destiny is in the presence of God. That's why we got to love God with all of our mind, all of our heart, and all of our soul because Purpose, you will have multiple places of purpose in life, but only one destiny to launch from. And as long as you seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, wherever God launches you, you're going to be successful. It may be difficult, but stay with God. You may not understand it, but embrace the gift of Christ. Whatever you do, don't let go. You've come too far to let go now. I'm talking to somebody. God has a specific instructions and specific purposes just for you. Don't try to live your life like nobody else's life. Don't try to be like these other Christians that pick God up and drop him off. Pick God up and drop him off. You're in a different environment. There's a different assignment in your life. You're to carry something to the world that's going to impact the world. Whatever you do, don't drop him right now. But embrace him because he was tempted in every way which will ever be tempted yet without sin. His name is above every name that at the name of Jesus every knee must bow. Every tongue must So as I end this morning, get out the way, invite Jesus in, invite the Holy Spirit in to take control because Joseph, in my final comment, went to sleep. While he was asleep, the angel of the Lord appeared to him, had a divine conversation. When you are about to abort your purpose and the greatest miracle of your life, if you just hold, if you, it doesn't matter whether you're holding on like this or holding on like this. Right now, you need to thank God that I'm. Hold on. My message in closing. Hold on, my brother. Hold on, my sister. Your change has come. Your purpose has been revealed and the Holy Ghost said, do it. Don't put her away. Don't divorce her. Stay there. Watch this. Watch this. People are going to talk as she begins to show, but stay there. People are going to laugh at you, but stay there. You're going to have even moments of doubt as you see her getting bigger. And no, you ain't had nothing to do with it, but stay there. So the first Christmas was the most difficult day of Joseph's life. But the Holy Ghost spoke to him. As we were reminded about the challenge associated with first Christmas <laughs> and the need, God, to embrace you, Joseph was ready to let go. He almost let go, God. But your Holy Spirit spoke to him late in the midnight hour and gave him understanding concerning his purpose and that that you brought him into this world for. God, I pray in the name of Jesus that your Holy Ghost would speak to us all this morning, God, <laughs> and give us an undeniable experience with your Spirit that convicts us and convinces us that you haven't brought us this far to leave us. 
Thank you for listening to Victory in the Word Radio Ministries of Renaissance Church of God in Christ USA, where our senior pastor is Bishop Dennis J. McMurray and Dr. E. Jean McMurray is our First Lady. It is our prayer that you've been moved by the Word of God. We welcome you to join us, our Sunday morning worship service at 10.30 a.m. on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thank you for joining Victory in the Word. And until next time, walk in victory.